How are you? I am not bad. How are you? I'd say I'm not bad myself. It sounds like we're in a similar boat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just like tired and I cuz I last night I re-upped my WoW subscription. So I was up a little too late. That's what you were saying today that you're going to be playing WoW for the 4th of July. That's fun. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll have some fireworks to shoot off in the game that are a lot less annoying than the ones that go off in real life. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they play or they do fireworks here for like two straight months. Ugh. Minimum. Yeah, that's crazy. We usually get a lot of them um, just throughout the summer. And it makes me miss the days where it was like you might get them like the, around the week of Fourth of July and like maybe a little on like Memorial Day or whatever. But like now it's like it's like the whole fucking summer. I mean, maybe it's everywhere then because I only. Be. Yeah, because I only lived in Long Beach last like i've only been here a year and i just remember being like good christ they really don't fuck around (laughs) with the but there's like signs all over long beach that are like fireworks are illegal year round but it doesn't Mm -hmm. like deter anyone so i think it actually is just like a thing here well yeah it's like shit you think do people actually get caught for or like does police even give a shit to like i don't think so give anyone a ticket i don't know (laughs) they're too busy watching all the parking that's like all anyone gives a shit about in in long beach (laughs) oh i believe it i mean that's probably valuable shit it is that and there's also just like crack addicts walking around all day so i'm sure i'm sure the police like have their hands full like they've got their hands full yeah they're definitely around like i see them all the time but there's also fireworks all the time like no one's stopping them and they're big, like they're like mortars, like right across the street from you. So sometimes it's like kind of cool, but right, yeah, it's kind of cool when you're sleeping in that office. That's Whoa! when it's not cool. It'll be literally, actually, I I met one of my neighbors like a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the fireworks? That's me. That's me. I do I do those. That's me." <laughs> like he was like really proud of himself, and I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> like, that's you. you do the ones that are uh, between like nine and ten p.m. Or oh no, he he <laughs> has no reservations. He goes way later. He um. So I like did the math and figured out that he actually lives right above me. So that's oh, yeah, <laughs> that's who I hear all the time. And they've got parties going on like all night. Our walls are like paper thin, so it's just great. Like it's really fun. And then I also I have this window in my bedroom, and it's like right behind my um like where I sleep, like where my head is when I'm sleeping and it only opens forward. So I never have it open because it feels like it's like just inviting someone to just come into my room. And so I will hear people like if it gets really hot, I'll like crack it open a little bit so that you can't really tell from the outside it's open. And then I'll hear people standing like a foot away from my head. And I'll get so annoyed. I'll like open it. Like I'll crank it open and just look out like, Hey guys, and they're just like, oh, sorry. It's like, hey, go breathe over there. Can you go fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> and they're always like startled to see me, but it's just like, yeah, people like live here. You see these windows? That's people are here. Well, if you want to deter people from your living uh, space, what you should do is just cover the walls in old newspaper clippings like a insane person. <laughs> there you go. You're always good with the uh, transitions. You're on top of it. Hey, I try. Somebody's got to keep the newspaper business booming. 
Yeah, I doubt it's been. In fact, I actually um, pay for the Los Angeles Times. It's like $1 a month or something. But you can't like read it without the. It's so annoying. Oh, I know. They're always like, uh, hey, dude, so your ad block's on. Would you like do us a solid and like turn that off? And I'm like, no, I'll find another source. I'm sorry. <laughs> no shit. Well, that's normally how I am too. But for my job, I have to be on top of the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of those articles are like, oh, this is for like public health, but you have to subscribe to read this. It's like, are you fucking serious? Okay. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Tub. And I'm Jonesy. And, and we, we watch, watch movies. Movies. I tried to do it a little faster that time. <laughs> I mean, I think that was actually probably our best one. Um, so the funny thing about this movie is that, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I have this weird, like, amnesia with movies. Like, I just forget that I've seen movies. Not only have I seen this movie, but when I first recommended it however many weeks ago... I said that my friend Emmett Montgomery is a comedian in Seattle. He's who recommended this movie to me. Once I watched it, I realized I had actually told Emmett, like, months ago. There was this movie I saw. This thing happens. They, like, are making a documentary. And then it turns out to, like, actually be a cult. I don't know what it was, but I saw it years ago and it was really good. (laughs) That's what this movie was. (laughs) <laughs> so Emmett recommending it to me was him being like, oh, my God, I realized what movie you were talking about. It's this. And I watched it. And now you should watch it again. And I did. And it was all brand new to me until the very end. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> I had a similar experience where this is a movie that I watched maybe, I don't know, like five, six years ago. Yeah. Whether it was on Netflix or, you know, some streaming service right. or whatever. And I remember watching it at the time, and I remember uh, when I was watching it this time, it, it all kind of, right away, it kind of clicked that it was that same movie. And I thought it was okay based on the synopsis and, and whatnot. But the weird then a weird thing happened where, so the first time I watched it, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. You mean like five or six years ago? Oh, okay. Right, yeah. When it, when when I first saw this movie, I was yeah. like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And now, yeah. like... I watched it this time. I actually watched it two more times, and it was like the exact opposite. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, my, so it's really funny because I think we both had said last week, like, oh, no, I haven't seen this. Like, right. and it turns <laughs> out we've both seen it. But it was the same for me. It was like five or six years ago. So it was a long time ago. And I literally just completely forget that I've seen movies all the time. And like I said, I didn't even recognize it until the very end. I was like, oh, mm. shit. And then I laughed at myself, so I was like, not only have I seen this, but the person who recommended it to me was like, <laughs> this is that movie you were talking about. Like, I'm just, I'm naturally blonde, so it's fine. It's a circle of life, though, in a way. Well, and, like, to be fair, yeah, regardless of what anyone thinks about this movie, it is pretty forgettable. I was going to, you know what? Okay, I was actually just going to say the opposite of that, because you said the first time you really liked it, in my mind, obviously, it's forgettable. It's forgettable enough to the point that, like, I forgot that I'd seen it right, until yeah. it was almost right. over. <laughs> right, quite literally. Quite literally. But um, I'm also just like that. Like, I do that with a lot of movies. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember just being like floored by it when I first saw it, and being like, "Oh, that was so good!" 
And I had a similar experience to you that I watched it this time and I was like, oh, okay. Like, right. Well, and, and I've had uh, another revelation too that kicked back in my memory as I was watching it. This, this, the first time of the last two watches. Okay. Uh, it kicked in my head. It was like, not only have I seen this before. Yeah. But like pretty much this whole thing minus what happens at the end yeah. and some other things is Alex Jones did that. Who's that? And like, oh, you don't know about Alex Jones. No. I'm probably oh, related my to Lord. him. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Let's hope not. Oh, God. Maybe um, not. So Alex Jones is a well-known conspiracy theorist. He's the, have you ever heard about the guy that freaked out about, they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay? <laughs> uh, Not that specifically. Okay. Well, this guy, he's got a lot of, a lot of theories, right? Okay. Okay. So in uh, probably about, I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s. He infiltrated Bohemian Grove, which is what this movie is based on. Yeah, absolutely. Like 100% based on it. They changed yeah. a couple little things, but like down to how he got into the like area itself. And then I watched that recording and I, uh, and I had seen that before and I was like, this is like one to one. Really? With that, with that video. And it lost a lot of its street cred with me. Cause it was kind of like copying that. It was really close to the point where it's like such a tippy top of an iceberg level experience when it comes to like secret societies. Like I've seen so like there's so many other forms of like secret society, uh, occultish kind of stuff. Like even Midsummer last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that movie flexes the brain muscles to it or like the thought process to an extent that this movie doesn't. And I think yeah. a lot of that. A lot of that is the that I don't know if it can figure out whether it wants to be like a full on documentary or found footage. It's kind of in the middle. It, I think yeah. if this was just shot like a movie, that you'd it like it more, would have been a little stronger on like the second and third viewing. Yeah. So essentially, this is a documentary style found footage film, but it's fictional. It's it's fictionalized. Um, and it's about a conspiracy theorist and, uh, they, the filmmakers kind of start digging deeper and deeper and they, they are starting to question how true this conspiracy might actually be. I hear what you're saying about if it would, would have just been filmed like a normal film that you probably thought it would have more potential. I did think that. I understood why I forgot the movie mm. because it is sort of forgettable the way that it's done. But I also appreciate the creativity in the way that they decided to portray it. Like they, they did a pretty good job. It's very close to every documentary I've ever seen about a cult, which is actually a lot. Um, right. I actually just got done watching on QAnon. There's like a six part series um, on HBO. On, on the whole QAnon thing. Did yeah, you... I think I've heard about that, yeah. I just got done watching it. I haven't it. watched it, though. Dude, no. you should watch it. It's, like, pretty good. The <laughs> QAnon people are, they're nuts. And I oh, hate yeah. Trump so much. And all of that is so infuriating. Mm. But the documentary gets more into the people behind 8chan. And, like, the documentary maker is trying to figure out who Q is. And it's actually, like, crazy. Like, I don't okay. know if I've told you this before. I might have. 
But I made up a genre. My favorite genre of movies are cringe docs. Have I told you this? <laughs> no. Is that like uh, like Tiger King? Tiger King is a very popular example of one, but just like that, where it just gets crazier and crazier, and you're cringing, but you're also like, my God, what else happened? Like, you just, (laughs) I love it, and I call them cringe docs. Okay. This QAnon documentary was an absolute cringe doc, and it just gets worse and worse, and you're just like, oh my God. Another good one that you've might have seen did you ever see um the woman who wasn't there or the girl who wasn't there no this is like you find them they're always just a diamond in a rough no one's ever seen them like the girl who wasn't there i've never met someone else who's seen it and i don't know why because it is a gem and it used to be on (laughs) netflix it's not anymore you can probably google it and find it it's probably on Mm. tubi or something i don't know but basically (laughs) everything's on tubi to kind of sort of ruin it but it doesn't matter you're probably not gonna watch it but if you do (laughs) um the premise is this girl um joins this like 9-11 survivors group and is like yeah we were all in the tower she was like she worked in this one building um and her story is like way worse than everyone else's and it turns out like it's just all a lie (laughs) she wasn't there at all she like makes up a lie about having a husband and like a dog like she has this whole like her lies start unraveling and it's just bananas she's like that guy from the league that lied about being league there's a there was a show on fx called the league and it was about fantasy football uh like a fantasy football league with a bunch of friends they Mm -hmm. had like nick kroll and paul sheer oh i love nick kroll uh a lot of those guys and in Paul it Shea, and uh, yeah. one of the guys that was on it lied about <laughs> where he was on 9-11 or some shit oh, god i forgot his name but it, i remember it was uh it was a uh, it was a thing it was exactly that and she she like joins the survivors group and overturns the leaders like becomes the leader of it and like turns everyone against <laughs> like it gets so extreme i love these uh, yeah, that's uh, it's cringy. That's a level. It's cringy. That's a real level, <laughs> but it's great. I I mean, it's terrible to love that stuff, but I just do like just. And Tiger Tiger King is a great example of just people that you're like, what? Where the fuck did they come from? There is also one that was called um, I Think We're Alone Now. It was on Netflix. It might still be. That sounds a little more familiar. Um, it's about that song, like, I think we're alone now. Whoever sings yeah. that song. It's not Cindy Lauper, but it's like someone like that. But it's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, isn't it like uh, Tiffany? Tiffany, did the, yeah. did it in the 80s yep. when they'd sing in malls and shit. And the whole documentary follows these like few people that are just like, obsessed with her like literally obsessed with her um one of them like has uh what's that called what those like orders when you have a restraint a restraining order Mm. (laughs) from her and he like has it he's like proud of it really funny part in it where this character is like yeah i can run really fast it's just like not relevant at all (laughs) (laughs) but they were like all right and then they just take off down the street and then come back and he goes, that was me going like 10%. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? Who are these people? It's so good. So cringe. My favorite documentaries, period, are ones that are more of a uh, fly on the wall. Yeah. 
type style. Yeah, like not taking um, a stance or anything, just being like, look nope, at this guy. Just <laughs> clearly like letting you observe, giving you the <laughs> yeah. opportunity to observe some things that you would never totally. fucking see. That's what I like, um, too. One of my favorite ones before we get uh, into into the movie is it's an older one and it's called Beyond the Mat. And of course, it's about wrestling. Okay. But it it's like the first that I can really remember documentary where it like really went like behind the curtain on professional wrestling and really showed like a lot of the like fucked up uh, things that have gone on in the past and like just kind of how it actually works from a behind the scenes perspective. Oh, interesting. Um, super fascinating. And I remember that was like the first documentary that I saw that like really got me into documentaries. Um, have you seen Tickle? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Tickle. Or wait, is that the clown one? Uh, no, but now I kind of want to see that. Okay. <laughs> I know there's one about a clown where they like... Oh, John Wayne Gacy? No, not not, not that kind of clown. Oh. It was like a clown that uh, people would call to have them him like scare their kids. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I want to. If you find that out, send it to me. I will. Back to Tickle. No, Tickle is, um, you just have to see Tickle. I, I won't give it away, okay. but essentially it's like uh, these group of guys that meet and like tickle each other. Oh, Tickle Party guys. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm, you know about I've this? Heard, I've heard about Tickle Parties. I've watched, there was a... Uh, there was a YouTube channel that this guy would do interesting things in Canada. And I want to say one of the things he went to, it was like a... It might be like that a, guy. It's like a same... tickle party, uh, like 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 snuggle party type thing. Did you watch um, Dark Tourist? No, it was different. Oh, but it's the same... The guy who does tickle is the same guy from Dark Tourist, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think... But it was him... That was like his debut thing. It was like years ago. I actually saw it in a theater in Portland because Portland, <laughs> but that was like premium cringe doc content because like it starts and literally the guy is just kind of like sarcastic, but he's also just like, look at this shit. Like the whole documentary is like, look at this. But then he figures out this like really fucked up side of it. And he's like, wait, what? And it gets like really intense. It's really good. That's always good when the documentary has a nice turning point where you it kind of leads you going one way and then yeah gears. it takes a sharp turn. So the conspiracy it's a documentary style film, and if you are a documentary lover, it's it's done pretty well as a documentary. Like it's very for the most part really believable. I think especially for the time, I would say. When did this come out? It was like twenty twelve, oh. I think. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit older than than it feels like, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, it felt uh, as far as like documentary, especially the beginning part. Like I think yeah. when they're when they're when they're going around with uh, Terrence and stuff like that felt a little more documentary ish. Right. And then it then it kind of turns into like a movie movie with a camera guy that just so happens to be there. Yeah. A lot of the time after that, but yeah, the beginning I thought they sold it pretty well. Yeah, they did. Um, and Terrence is uh, a conspiracy theorist who uh, someone had like emailed in to the the filmmaker about him and was like, "You should check this guy out." Yeah, get a load of this guy. Yeah, and it seemed like it kind of had that that kind of attitude of it of like kind of almost making fun of him a little bit, like this guy's just nuts. Um. So anyway, so Terrence G. Uh. 
He is a local conspiracy theorist. He likes to, uh, as a hobby, yell in the streets into a microphone or a megaphone. He likes to like. <laughs> he likes to bat like a sheep at people when they <laughs> yeah. walk by. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So they come to his apartment and it's completely covered in newspapers, and they also show that he plays like some weird. Basically, like Second Life. Dude, I fucking loved that when they have the little what is it? Conspiracy Cafe, I think is what they call. Oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and where this is like some of the only notes I wrote down was talking about Conspiracy Cafe because it was so funny and reminded me of Second Life. So I'm yeah, glad second, you said yeah. Second Life. Yeah. Because Second Life on its own, that could be its own episode, is fucking hilarious. There's a, there it. is a documentary about Second Life. That's how I know is my. I've never played it, but I've seen a documentary on it. I actually pulled a conspiracy and I infiltrated a dance party once in Second Life. Okay, and how did that go? I got booted from the room. <laughs> so what happened was it was like a costume party and I was figuring out what to do and I made my guy look like a stormtrooper. Nice. And I finally figured it out and I went in there and I started mosh pit, like mosh dancing when everyone else was like normal dancing and then they were like, get out of here. Totally. You're on. Yep, and so that was my... Second Life conspiracy experience. Very similar to... Do they still have Second Life? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I think it probably just turned into like a porn thing. Yeah. Well, there were like... People had relationships from Second Life. It was like a whole thing. We see this guy. We kind of get the impression that, yeah, he's definitely a loner. He plays on Second Life, but has like a conspiracy group there. Um, Is obsessed with these conspiracy theories. And... uh, there's a little bit of foreshadowing. One of the characters says, looking back, I wish I hadn't listened to a thing he said. Yeah, you're talking about uh, when they're doing like the little testimonial right. uh, things, which that's a that's another thing. I wish they did less of those. Yeah. Knowing what happens at the end of the movie, that kills it for me. Yeah, because like, it like bounces around like time wise it, it it challenges the logic of why this would still exist yeah why they would even release it at all yeah because they're like later on they talk about that and it's just yeah, like it's I, like I, a loose explanation right like they do explain it but i'm not like entirely satisfied with the explanation totally i almost wish they i mean we'll get we'll get there but <laughs> i there's a way i would have ended this differently than how they did yeah yeah it's the fucking cameraman he was in on it the whole time that's what i would have done i would have done that they just, like, I would have pulled the Blair Witch. Like, where, you know, at the end of the Blair Witch, it's just that guy standing in the corner and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, perfect. It left you talking still to this day about, like, what happened. That's how they should have ended this. I think they should have been, like, that whole scene where they, like, attack the bull, whatever mm. his name is, like, Aaron or something. I kept, I kept forgetting these characters' names because they were so, like, normal. Oh, yeah. Aaron, Jim. Yeah, Aaron and Jim, right? <laughs> so I think it was Aaron. Um, when they like attacked him, I wish the whole thing ended right there. And it was just kind of like, oh shit. Like, right. so it was real. Boom. Or but like they, they fuck him up going. too, because this movie does like shy away from actually having like anything happen in it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like kind of hoping that at the old man sausage party that like <laughs> they were actually going to take him down like yeah. pretty badly. Are the but other guys no, like it's... wife and kid? 
Right, yeah. And that, too, was just a little too much. Like, it's a little over-explaining, like, over-extending, and it, it, it takes some of that allure away, especially the Agreed. second and third time you watch it, uh, where if it was more ambiguous, uh, leaving you questioning not only what's happening in the movie, but maybe what's happening in real life. Instead, it kind of lifted ideas from a documentary by a well-known conspiracy theorist that is a cartoon of himself. Like, this guy, in his divorce proceedings, literally... Uh, testified that he couldn't remember certain details about his kids because he had a big bowl of chili that day. Like, oh I'm not God. kidding. Like, this guy is... Wait, so <laughs> you're saying that there is a real documentary out there by Alex Jones that is very similar to this movie? Only it's, 100%. But it's yeah. made in earnest? Yeah. Okay, I need to see... I absolutely need to see that. What is yeah, that I'll, called? I'll send, you, I'll send you the link. Do you but remember yeah, what it's called? Uh, I just looked up. I knew it existed, so I just looked up Alex Jones and Bohemian Grove, which is again what what you know for the listeners what all this is based, based on. on. Yeah, um, I have and yeah they they show it and it is that. it is laughable to the point in my opinion. No, that's the kind of cringe doc shit that I like. I absolutely need to watch that. <laughs> right, I thought it was pretty laughable because all it said to me, all it showed to me was that these people don't really care about. Uh, like people are scared that this is like some kind of new world order thing and that this is where they go to discuss like, you know, eating children or like whatever right. they're going to do. I think this is just a place where rich, influential men go to dress each other up. Right. And to go touch each other's wieners. Right. Where they can get away with it because most of them, when they're at home, actively rally against such things. Right. And so it's something that they can do, you know, without uh, incriminating themselves to anyone else. Well, that, I, I mean, absolutely, probably some some of that. And um, I actually used to have, um, I have this family friend, he's, he's deceased now, actually, but he hmm. was like an uncle to me. I always say he's like my uncle. His whole family, we're all like family. Um, he used to be my professor in college and he drove a bus at the Bohemian Grove and he would tell me so many stories about it. He gave me spoons that had owls at the bottom that were from the Bohemian Grove. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was like really, really, really into it. And um, I, I totally thought of him watching this, but that actually his name was Jim, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. No, but he he's like this <laughs> like old deadhead hippie. Like he was nothing like any of right. these people. But yeah, it was um this is totally based on that. So it was kind of cool. Nice. I like those fun little conspiracy theories, but yeah, he was saying that like they all just do a bunch of drugs like and they all rally obviously against drugs. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing is it's it's, it's like, like predominantly it's predominantly conservative uh, yeah. people who are you know uh, influential in different ways, and so it's something where they can do the things that they actively rally against. Rally against, yeah, hard yeah. when they're back home. You know, yeah, because they can do it in private, and it's okay. It's okay if it's us, right? And we do, we think it's all this crazy shit, which it might be, and it probably is, because let's face it, you know. They're fucking the world elite. And, and also, is it more fun to think that they're lizard people? Of course it is. Like, yeah, but it's also more fun to think about Beyonce's a robot. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's a fun one. Is that a real thing that people think Beyonce's oh, yeah. a robot? Well, at one point in time, there's this really funny YouTube video where it's like uh, this dude takes a video of Beyonce, I think at like a Lakers game or a Knicks game or something like that. And he he's like, look it, she's shutting down. It, like, it shows her like... <laughs> 
just kind of like staring, you know, just daydreaming. And it's like, nope, she's a robot. She's shutting down. She's an she's Illuminati like robot. Such a hardworking person that she probably sat down for a second and was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out. This guy is just like, you know, everyone knows that crazy guy in your neighborhood that is ranting about conspiracy theories. That's Terrence. Um, some of us have several, like some of us uh, live in Long Beach, so there's people screaming all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially, Aaron, one of these filmmakers, he starts to find a pattern. Oh, Terrence disappears. Maybe we should mention that. Well, yeah, so it's this movie is kind of a weird one to follow, too, because of the mishmash of styles. So if yeah. we're even more a little all over the place than we normally are, that yeah. will make sense if you watch the movie. It's only like it's only like a little over an hour or two, so it's worth yeah, it's like watching. An hour even and twenty minutes, even or in, even if I've already called it forgettable and all these things, it's, st- <laughs> it's still worth watching. And I did enjoy it the first time. Or at least just to know time. what we're talking about. If you're already listening to the episode, just go watch the fucking movie. Just a frame on. of reference. Just have a frame exactly. of reference. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and also real quick, I did just to throw this in there. No, so my 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 homeboy Terrence G here. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the name. I love the name. I love how everyone else is Aaron. Jim and this guy's Terrence G like yeah. quote quote not even um, a full name just his uh computer monitor is like insanely 1998 yeah I don't know if you picked up on it like everyone else has a normal monitor this guy is not well first of all it was a pretty clean monitor for being uh living in such like newspaper squalor <laughs> right but that it was one of those like big ass like gateway yeah, I, I guess I remember that. I, I, now that you say that, just being 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 a gamer and somebody yeah, who's surrounded sure. by screens and shit all the time, and just I picked up on it right away, and I was like, Jesus Christ! And the graphics of that game that they're playing, even by Second Life standards, by 2012, like, oh God, come on, come on, pal. But uh, so, uh, so basically, well, he's old. He he's an older gentleman. He's got the silver long locks yeah. going on. Um, a lot more likable than Alex Jones, to be honest with you. I'm, uh, I can't wait to watch that. I, <laughs> but that's uh, all I want to do. So basically, they get together some more because, or they get together and have a bite to eat, like at a lunch type thing, and they're outside and they're just kind of going over more um, intricacies in the story of uh, Terrence G's stories and whatnot. And then he notices some guy on a bike that yeah. he thinks is tailing him. And let me just say. The guy on the bike, okay, he's a bald, skinny, bald <laughs> gentleman with black sunglasses on a bike. Let me just say, if you've driven through, like, downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan, that's, like, literally every bike dude. <laughs> yeah. Not only was it confirmed later that he was being tailed, yeah, but, like, if it was me, I probably wouldn't have worried about that guy because, like, that's, like... That's everyone. I wouldn't be able to tell the same guy apart, even if it was the same guy, from any of the other bike guys. That's but funny. he yells at him, and he freaks out, and he's like, hey, you motherfucker, why are you watching me? Yeah. Well, he also probably had seen that same guy, because they do it, they they followed up later with that, that one car that's, like, following. Yeah. No, I just thought it was funny how, like, actually inconspicuous the guy looked. I know. Yeah. He's just a for, dude. For a, for a biker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's originally framed like this guy Terrence is just uh, nuts, but um, he he goes missing. 
So they are unable to get a hold of him, um, and they start to be concerned about him. They actually go to his apartment, and his landlord is selling his stuff because he has just disappeared. Um, and at this time, Aaron starts to just get obsessed with saving the newspaper clippings from Terrence's home, somehow finding a connection. Yeah, that too, I wondered. So, first of all, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I tried to <laughs> think of a reason why you would want to take all these newspaper clippings, um, it, of yeah. which I'm sure there are a bunch of them missing because the guy's whole house was literally littered with these things. Yeah. And then it was like and empty. Now, and now they're on the floor. Yeah. And you want to re-piece everything together. Yeah. And, and you originally made this documentary like, Look at this dumb asshole. Right. And not only that, these are all newspaper clippings. So that alludes to me that this is all stuff that you could probably generally look up on yeah. your, your own in your own time. But he wanted to, he did find a pattern of the dates. He was like, oh, these are the specific newspaper clippings. So I guess, right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or it's a, or it's a hobby because he also seems like kind of a lonely guy. You mean Terrence or Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Because when they show him, there's like a little moment where there's like a birthday party, I think, isn't it, for Jim? It's like right around this period of time. Yeah. It's a really small, pointless scene. Yeah. But it's, uh, they, they try to make Jim look like an actual human because these characters aren't, like, they, <laughs> they don't have They're a whole lot going out. on for them. Yeah. Um, which, you know, whatever. It's a short movie, so yeah. I can look past that. Um, so they have to establish that this guy, you know, he's a little more outgoing. He has, like, old frat brothers. He has a wife and a kid and all this stuff. And Aaron's just at this party sulking because he's lonely. And then later they they kind of uh, – he explains that he wants to go, you know, as a nod to our movie from last week, go live on a commune somewhere. Yeah, good with, point. With, like so- – self-composting toilets or some bullshit yeah just to, to pull in some lonely like, guy like just Aaron. dig our own wells like that's what we're gonna do like okay I, I put that in my notes too i'm like this guy wants to dig a well yeah, yeah that's okay great yeah it i mean yeah there was a lot about this movie that they just threw together that you're like what what the fuck at one point <laughs> they invite this um well we'll get down to it uh, but anyway, so at any rate, Aaron somehow puts these newspaper clippings together and he, uh, finds out about the Tarsus Club. He's like, put these pieces together. Um, and one of the people that's interviewed in the like documentary style way that they, I hate how they bounce around, even explaining the movie. You're just like, I don't know. I guess this happened. Right, it's kind of like pick one, yeah, you know, or or like maybe do half of it one way and then half of it blatantly the other way because that would actually make sense a little bit later on if the movie was stepped on to a point. Yeah, because they they mix up the time frames. Because so there's a lady interviewed who's like, oh, you know, these delusions if they go unchecked they become dangerous like they eventually did, which right. is supposed to like draw you in, but really you're like, okay, so something's gonna get dangerous. Like well, in and there's one point too where unnamed camera guy is just filming because that's what every filmmaker does. I guess they're just always filming people talking. Yeah. Um. And the guy is talking about all the people right after he finds out about Tarsus, and he's talking about all the people that are in Tarsus, and he's being censored by yeah 
the movie, which yeah. is like some it's some like little meta joke or something about how like okay, well, they're still releasing this obviously to be transparent because they got nothing to hide, but except they're editing out all these people's names. Yeah. It's like, come on. It really It didn't they yeah, they they didn't have like a solid it felt like they just kind of threw a bunch of ideas together and then they were like, done. <laughs> like Yeah. They didn't the, think I, about the final product, I guess. Right. And that and that scene just stuck out to me more and more, like as I saw it, where like they literally just bleep out names. Yeah. It's like that's just a little extra that's like a little too deadpool. Where he's going to talk to the audience a little bit and like, hey, uh, hey, you in the camera. I'm not talking to the, you know, I'm not doing a movie anymore. I'm talking directly to you. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is dumb because they end up actually telling you the names of these people <laughs> later. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. So the the first guy, Ian. Ian? Uh, Jim? Aaron, Jim. I think. Jim. I think I'm it's Aaron, Aaron and Jim. Aaron, Aaron and Jim. That's the one. Jim is the guy who's more like kind of level headed, is married with a kid. Right. Doesn't want to rush into all this crazy stuff, especially after a guy did just go missing. Even even if right. it, he doesn't believe, even if he doesn't believe in it, it's just maybe not the most fruitful idea when you have a wife and kid and stuff. Right. And Jim um, slowly starts to come around and says, "Okay, I, I think I did." I admit that there is a pattern here that um, Aaron has found. Um, so he, oh, so then they try to call the Tarsus Club, and this automated voice just repeats his own phone number back to him. Which yeah, was weird too. Yeah, it's like trying to get a hold of Bill Murray. It's like you got to call that voicemail. And then oh, I've never tried want, to get a hold of Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, that's all I've heard. There's a movie about it where apparently oh. he doesn't he doesn't have an agent or anything. And if you want to get a hold of him, there's like a voicemail you can leave. Uh, you can call a number, leave a voicemail, and if Bill Murray thinks you're worth the shit, then he'll get back a hold of you. Really? That's crazy. I've heard that Bill Murray just like shows up at college parties and like. Yeah, yeah. The movie is about like all that, like how it took on a kind of like a mythos of its own, while these crazy. Bill Murray stories. That's another one you should check out, and everybody else listening, you should check out. Yeah, well. that sounds. I forgot. I forgot what it's called, but look up Bill Murray documentary. I'm sure it's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> that's out there. So. Yeah. Um. All right. So so finally, um, they they try to figure out who wrote this article about the Tarsus Club, and ultimately they go back to the Second Life esque computer program at terrence's house i love this scene this is my in a, in a movie with no favorite scenes this is probably my favorite scene oh really yeah why was this your favorite scene because it's bad corny it's, a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like so a really bad. it's like a really fake representation of like how games work or like any kind of like even like avatar based uh chat room yeah it's like thing. he the one guy is like typing responses but they're talking into like a a headset that was really well, confusing yeah. well yeah they're talking to him and he's kind of just chatting back and it's very stereotypical because it's like oh, i'm just looking to see who wrote this article and he's like i wrote the article he's like i i he has some like weird catchy way of like i don't need to find out who wrote it it was written by me he says it in some right, dramatic yeah. some, way some snarky bullshit yeah like yeah the, the funniest part of it all is so all these other people look like they're dressed at like a ballroom type gala type thing his avatar is just a fat slender man with yeah. no face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to play up the anonymous 
shit. Right, and a, a fat sl- Slender Man, because it is like Slender Man, yeah, but totally. like a little a little chonky version. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's why that's probably my favorite scene already, right there. I mean, that was a pretty <laughs> uh, corny whole entire part. Right. Um, and then so don't they then he basically tells them like, yeah, I can get you in into Intel, but you gotta delete everything. Yeah, take everything down. And they're both just like oh, sucked in. Okay, sir. Okay, we'll take everything down. So this guy goes by the alias Mark Tucker, and um he agrees to um meet them as long as he stays anonymous. And the but the crazy thing is they like change his voice. Um, blur out his <laughs> face and then show his like super fucked up hands that like are right. a very defining characteristic of him. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Is it's like you know I bet you motherfucker's face is like more forgettable than those fucking fingers. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and whatever brand of smokes he was smoking too. It's like I've never seen those before. Oh, that, I those didn't are the even kind. Notice that. Th- it was just some generic. It's like Paul like, Mall. Red. <laughs> right. Basically, yeah. yeah. Some like really weird ass brand of cigarettes that's like you could already tell that guy's a little suspect based <laughs> on the box. Yeah. This guy is I don't know, his fingers are fucked up, which doesn't mean anything, but they show no. it a lot. Right. It kind of is to like imply almost that like something happened to him in this line of like conspiracy theori- theorization maybe yeah or just like extreme arthritis otherwise like why go there or maybe I don't... this guy's like maybe he's like a real like figurehead in the conspiracy theory de- department and it's like a like easter eggy kind of cameo because i don't know anything about the actor yeah, I don't know either. Um, but that's like the that's like logically the only thing I could think of is that people actually know who that guy is and they might recognize his fingers like in real life, like if you're in the like conspiracy theory community, maybe. I mean in real life, I have no idea. If that's the case, then okay, interesting. But uh, to me, I thought they were only showing the fingers just because it's like a creepy aesthetic. Like it was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Throw that in there. <laughs> like, no, I, I think I think you're right, and that's like the simplest explanation. It's just lazy. The, the like right a lot one. of things about this movie are just lazy. I guess that's like my take on it. Well, like uh, in yeah, I agree. And like I was saying, and not lazy and like uh, like you fucking lazy piece of shit. No, but like, yeah, just uh, like it's just kind of basic. Yeah, it, yeah, I would agree. Like, I didn't hate this movie. No, not at all. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was just basic and kind of lazy. Like, it, it's one of those things that it's like, oh, good effort. Like, <laughs> if this, honestly, if this was a student film, hmm. then it would make more sense. All of it would make more sense. Right, and then even then, though, then like if I compare it to like Lose, that's what I was thinking. But like Lose, though, even though I didn't really care for that movie, more so the way it was shot, like it's still like there's a lot more there. It's just well, that was just a way better student. Right? Yeah. Like this one, he's kaput after he like he just went to college because his parents made him. His parent, he got a free ride. His parents paid for everything. It didn't matter what he majored in. (laughs) He majored in film. He, he made yeah, he was this. part of the Tarsus Club. Now he's probably. back to, I don't know, probably he's unemployed. <laughs> he sells <laughs> weed. Like, this guy is not a filmmaker. But right, it right. was a good effort. Right. And who sells weed anymore? 
Right, that's true. It's illegal now. So there's, oh, yeah, just kidding. Maybe he, he works off. at a dispensary. Maybe that's... Hey, there we go. Maybe he's a bud tender. There you go. That's actually pretty sweet. That'd be cool. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's doing great. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, not that there's anything wrong with selling weed. I don't care. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think this guy... Okay, yeah. anyway. I think um, all illicit drugs are legal in Oregon. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever. Anyway, so, da, 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 Tarsus Club. Oh, okay. So, th- so Mark Tucker with the fucked up fingers ends up <laughs> talking about how, okay, yeah, this thing called the Tarsus Club, they want a new world order and it's controlling the world. And honestly, after just watching that documentary about QAnon, mm. it made me like, it. it's creepy how similar these conspiracy theories are like i know yeah there's like some there's some similar vibrations yeah from both of them yeah yeah. definitely although what's weird is that QAnon is a real like group of people in the real world and their beliefs are like more insane than like (laughs) the people in this fictional documentary which you're right is totally based on the bohemian grove but but still so mark tucker talks about the whole new world order thing And um, the two filmmakers go and get beers afterwards and kind of, like, reconvene and talk about it. Um, And that is when um, Jim is kind of like, okay, Aaron, like, let's pump the brakes on this. Like, you're getting a little too intense. And Aaron is like, wait, there's that same bike guy. And they see that same forgettable guy again. Right, yeah, the the same ass bald dude with the glasses. <laughs> right, yeah. Literally, and wait, aren't they in the same restaurant too? Oh, maybe. Well, they're sitting outside. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't, place. I don't remember. I don't remember if they are at the same place. But like, if they are, then it's like, what if that dude's just fucking? That's like his bike, route home. Biking, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like the least suspicious shit in the world. But okay. yeah, or like that guy probably just lives around here. <laughs> like, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, so, oh, and then Aaron starts yelling at him, where you're like, dude, like, sit down. Literally turning into a Terrence G. Into Terrence. He's becoming Lil Terrence. Terrence Lil G. Lil T. Lil, Lil, Lil TG. Um, yeah, so, uh, right after that, Aaron's apartment gets broken into and ransacked. Yeah, did they, did they even take anything? I'm trying to remember. Did they just, like, take a little bit of... Yeah, it was like a it was like a minuscule amount. Yeah, it was like eleven dollars. Um, and Jim was like, "Oh, this is like one of the times where it's kind of nice that Aaron's such a broke ass because like they couldn't take anything." Um, but of course he has like an episode about it because he thinks it's part of the whole conspiracy thing, and of course, like it probably is. That's like the point of the movie, like right? Like it's probably and that one lady who you kind of think she's a psychiatrist the whole time but then at the end it she they finally like say her title and she's like mm. an hr person for the tarsus club <laughs> like so she was like she basically naysays everything through the whole film where she's like kind of calling um Aaron crazy and through this whole thing she says that um the police said that they found no link to this documentary film and that break-in, but 
but uh, a line was definitely crossed for for Aaron. Yeah, that that's another that's another scene that like it doesn't really work for me all that much because it's just retreading the same water that they've already done. But to like, if it's supposed to make it so there's like some sort of like distraction that's driving the character crazier into all this, then I guess that makes sense. But like, wouldn't if the, if he was really getting too close to something that they were trying to defend, wouldn't they just make him disappear just like they made or just make this disappear? entire documentary disappear? Like, I almost wish like they made the they made the guy that actually believed in it disappear. It'd be pretty easy to make somebody not believe in it probably, I would assume, or to either make like this guy that's like actively seeking all this stuff out again. Right. Like he lives alone. He wants to go live on a commune in Canada, in Alberta, to go like live off the fat of the land, you know, basically anonymously. So like he's a very Let easy target just to just like yeah. to make him disappear like it's super easy. Right. Well, that's that's what bugs me about all of this is that and it sounds like you're on a similar page that it's like, OK, so if at the end of this film, they're just trying to naysay all of this, why didn't they just delete the film? Like, just burn it. Like, I, what I almost wish they did was I wish they would have done the whole documentary, like, legitimately first and shown it and then showed a, a new character and and like have them remove the tape from like a like a VHS or something and mm-hmm. have like a hidden camera in the corner of the room and he's like confronting people about it and then have maybe those people being like okay listen this is what i have to say about that like you found something first of all we think this is all fictionalized and whatever like have their excuses yeah. after that but the way they did it just made it confusing and kind of frustrating. I'd agree. Yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating is a good word. There's definitely some frustrating moments. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're just like, well, and- I like the idea, though. Oh, for sure. And they took all that. They took $11 or whatever from that guy. And I'm pretty sure. Now, I could be wrong. I'm going off memory here. And no, I don't have this in my notes. But I want to say in the back of his apartment, there's like a shit ton of books or like records or something. Like, Probably. It's like, dude, you got all those records. It's like, who cares? That you don't even know what you got. Just like start grabbing. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna rob him, like what's? But I don't that's know. It's the just... point is that he wasn't actually robbed. He, it was the conspiracy. It, whatever. Right. It's trying to drive him mad by exactly being eleven dollars broker. Um, but having his place ransacked, so you know he's yeah. Like I mean, I guess that would scared. get in your it would get in your head a little bit. Totally. Um, so anyway, so then they basically just flash to this, like, um, uh, an interview with this historian who tells the story of, uh, Mithras or Mithras and how the Tarsus Club worships this god from 4,000 years ago in Persia, uh, who was the actual basis of Christianity um, and there's a particularly uh, kind of lame part <laughs> that I thought <laughs> that um, I think we're back to that Mark Tucker guy. And he says, oh, yeah, this is the world's first secret society. And this is the first secret handshake. And it's just a regular handshake. Oh, I know. Yeah. And they're just like, this has been 
taken for ages and this was the original secret handshake it's like that's stupid yeah that was rough (laughs) yeah what a cringe what a real cringe doc true to life i mean yeah but it's so much again i stand by the feeling of it's so much better when it's earnest and i know i was gonna well i was just gonna say like if that was real though yeah oh my god it'd be hilarious that'd be some 10 out of 10 shit exactly that's what i'm saying it's like Ugh, that's why I want to see the Alex Jones one. But um, then this is my this is what I was going to talk about earlier when I was like, oh, I'll bring it up later. They bring up this character out of the blue who they don't explain who she is and she never comes back. And she like is very Liz Salander. Did you ever read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Mm-mm. I'm familiar with it, but no, I haven't read it. She's like exactly that character. Her name was Sarah in it. But they they have this like punk girl show up and she's like yeah yeah the girl with the black hair yeah it's like... yeah and she's just like listen these motherfuckers out here like she has all this intel but they don't explain who she is and then she never comes back so you're like who the hell was that right and I remember yeah when I saw her I was like ooh a new character thank God yeah yeah <laughs> like like someone else maybe to, like, some you know, substance nope. That's another thing with the camera guy, though. This is just, like, always going to bother me that there's this camera guy with no, like, actual personality. He might mutter a word every once in a while or, like, whatever. But it's, like, there's such a missed opportunity of, like, making that a character with, like... Think of, like, Cloverfield. Have you seen Cloverfield? Oh, it's been a long time. I know I've okay. seen it, but I don't remember. But the, the whole it. gist was there was a guy that they were having a party because he was going away, I think, to go work in Japan or something like that. So they were having this big surprise party. And one of the friends was uh, told to film the whole night. Right. Yeah. And so it, it became this person with a personality who they show filming all these people. And then eventually shit goes down and the guy is just filming like this catastrophe. But he has a personality built in. Right. And you know why he's there. Right. And it affects it differently. So now yeah. it's just this guy. It's like yeah. it's Trailer Park Boys where you have the guys that are carrying the boomsticks and the cameras and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. And they get shot They get shot every once in a while, but they don't mention it again or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. But I don't know. It's just a missed opportunity. Like, there's totally. a lot of things they could have done to really, like, make it a little more intriguing, I think. Essentially. Oh, yeah. So then they go into a camera store. They don't even talk about how... Now they have a plan to infiltrate the group, the Tarsus Club. They don't talk about where that comes from. Well, they, I think they do. I think Mark calls one of them, doesn't he? And he's like, it's really dumb because he basically was like, well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, there might be a way, but then the conversation kind of like ended with that, if I remember correctly, when they're on the second life kind of thing. And then I, I think he calls, I think he calls one of them and he's basically like, you guys still want to get, <laughs> you guys still want to get into that thing. I got a way for you to get in. Yeah. They, I remember them mentioning like, oh, you're going to talk to like a, a groundskeeper or something. Right. Yeah. It's basically just kind of over before you know it. But like, well, maybe I missed something, but like for me, yeah, it, it was so like you would think again with the way that the doc, any documentary would be filmed, you would think that you would have like almost like an off center picture of this guy talking like Aaron or something. And you would have mm-hmm. him being like, okay, tell him what we're going to do. All right. So this is crazy, but this is what we're going to try. This is our plan. We're actually heading to the camera store right now. We're going to get this stuff. We're going to infiltrate. Like, you, like normally in a documentary, 
they would explain, like, this is what happened and this is what we're doing. Or there'd be, like, fonts on the screen something. They have none of that. Because they, they want you to have the element of surprise. But it doesn't really mesh with a documentary-style film. So it's just confusing. Mm. Um, so essentially, at least for me, I didn't realize they were actually going to break into the Tarsus Club until they were actually in the camera store. And the guy asks them, what are these for? And he just outright says, like, oh, we're going to infiltrate a secret society. <laughs> yeah, just dead, deadpan as fuck. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, OK, cool. Like, and they're like, oh, all right, great. Um, yeah, r- real fucking aces scene. Just, again, <laughs> lazy. Like, it, when you can see that, I think that was, like, supposed to be funny. Like, it was supposed to be, like... I think it could have been funny. I think it could have, too. Like, it, it like, had so much potential. This movie goes up halfway all the time and I then agree. just never never finishes the climb. It just kind of sits is. right in the middle. Yeah, riding the edge. Like it, right, right in between the butt cheeks. Just <laughs> totally, right it's like there. because yeah, that like because they're they're pretty good actors, and if they would have just done that and then had them walking out laughing like buddies, just being like, I can't believe you just outright said that. And he's like, well, I, he doesn't give a shit. Like that would have been kind of funny. They're devoid of personality though, too. Yeah, that's. The thing. I will say that. Like, if they just had a little bit of personality, I think it would have went a long way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they are very kind of cardboard. Um, So at any rate, um, they realize as they're leaving the camera store that this car is following them. Um, And finally, they pull into a parking lot to test it. uh, And that car parks close to them and then eventually leaves. So they're kind of they're wary of this guy. Yeah, and that's pretty suspect. Like, if that was happening to me in real life, I'd be like, what the fuck? Absolutely. Uh, So then uh, they kind of flash again, and they are in Jim's home, and they get in a fight over the film where Jim says that he's worried about his family. If all of this stuff is true, then he doesn't really want to be fucking with it, and he doesn't want to do the film anymore. Well, yeah, and at this point, isn't dumbass jim letting dumbass aaron sleep at his dumbass house is he like, after all after all this shit happened dude yeah because like he shows up with all the fucking newspapers and stuff and like he's like sh- like rooming with him and his family and his wife is like kind of like oh what is oh going on and he's like putting pissed. up he's like putting up all the newspaper clippings in his room oh and it's God. like bro you just brought this into your house like i didn't realize moron. he was bunking with them i thought that they after, had separate i think homes. after after he well no they weren't like literally bunking with him but he was staying in his house after, after his he got, home got broken right. into oh I yeah and he had like 11 dollars stolen from him or whatever the fuck, <laughs> that's all he had goes and interjects himself into the life of his supposedly friend where he has a wife and a kid like oh no my thanks. god no sir and his kid's like one two like right. this and poor it's gotten, guy it's gotten to the point where it's a little suspect actually a lot of suspects yeah so, like, there's like a car you... following them and shit like a guy went missing you've had yeah the the bike guy you've had you know the SUV. mark tucker's fingers are all fucked up <laughs> right like... his fingers are fucked up that fucking that's a weird cigarette brand like all signs are pointing <laughs> there's to all kinds of red flags here yeah just get out of the water when you see the flag it's time yeah. jim is kind of at his wits end but aaron 
argues with him and somehow convinces him to just like keep at it. Um, so the next thing we see is that they are both dressing up in suits and they have apparently paid off a groundskeeper to help get them in. So they are assembling their suits and putting on their body cams and they are ready to infiltrate the secret society. And let me just say from this point on, uh, there's some things that I like, but there's some things that I can't stand. Really? And one of them is the fucking body cam. Oh where my it's God. Like, okay, yeah, it's kind of annoying. For the so, like, rest round... of the movie, for the rest of the movie, they have this like superimposed, I don't think it's the actual body cam, but like the superimposed like circle on the screen. Yeah, like a keyhole like, looking. Right. And it's just like supposed to make it more realistic, but it's like, okay, you've already implied that that's what it is. Yeah. Like, we you, we don't need to see it like that. And it wouldn't movie. be like, like that. No, it was just it was a little much yeah. for like to to make it seem realistic, but all it did was really just kind of annoy me and distort things. Yeah, exactly. It, it, a lot of it like insults the viewer's intelligence. A, a little bit, yeah. And the other thing that was kind of insulting is okay, so you, these guys are supposed to be going to this clandestine party of the world's most influential fucking people. And they're showing up in these suits, which whatever, they're probably cheap because let's face it, they're making a movie about, you know, conspiracies. So they're probably not the richest guys in the world. They're kind of eleven dollars. Right, yeah, exactly. So they they what did they do? They put on the suits and then they put on a hoodie over the suit and then they crawl into a fucking ditch. Yeah. And wait for uh, the, this truck to come. And then they hop in the back of the truck, which I'm assuming was the groundskeeper that they Yeah, made the that's deal what with. I thought too. Yeah. And he hop, they hop in the truck and get in these little bags and zip themselves up, which is exactly what happened with that Alex Jones thing. What? Oh my God. I can't wait to watch it. That's crazy. This I... is, but see, this is where the movies started to lose a lot. Like, as it's mirroring like a lot of the Alex Jones things, and like I said, Alex Jones is a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, as the crazier he is, the more intrigued I am in seeing that documentary. <laughs> actually, but the fact because for me, this is the only part of the movie I really liked. Well, so, no, same. Like, like yeah. the 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 like premise of it. This is where it actually gets good. Yeah, absolutely. I thought. so, but I have never seen the Alex Jones documentary. The fact. Well, and, and I mean, for me, the fact that that actually exists and it is in earnest, that is about to be my favorite movie. Like, right. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. That's hilarious. It's a trip. Um, that's amazing. So they get in these body bags. They end up in this like warehouse. Um, and, and then they do a weird thing where they, um, jump to footage of the JFK assassination. Not that it bothers me that because I've seen that footage so many fucking sure. times in my life. Yeah, me too. But what does bother me a little bit is it cheapens it because, in my opinion, is that they won't go full measures with a lot of their storytelling or character development or whatever, but they'll straight up show the 9-11 attacks over and over again. They'll show the raw footage of the JFK assassination. Yeah. All- not, I mean, we're all, for the most part, I'm sure most people listening to this are all desensitized to that stuff to a point. Sure. But it's creating this, like, stupid, edgy, like, aesthetic for this movie that 
they shied away from in other instances. If they yeah. wanted to be edgy, they could have done a lot better job than totally. showing real footage in a movie that's barely based in reality because it's a carbon copy of Alex fucking Jones well, infiltrating the see, Bowie I, I wish I had that that perspective because I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to having it. But yeah, so like for me though, you again go back to like who produced this film or who do they want us to, to believe? Mm-hmm finally edited and produced and and put this film out because they make it seem like it's being sent out essentially by the Tarsus Club. Like, they're like, this is what happens. People tried to infiltrate us, but we were just trying to scare them. It's all fake. (laughs) But then it's like, why would they cut that part in with all the raw footage of the JFK assassination? And then over it, they have his speech about... um, we oppose secret societies, which is basically suggesting that JFK was talking out against secret societies. So the secret society shot him and killed him. Mm. That was like the takeaway from it. But then it's like, why was that even there? Like at all, no introduction, no one referenced it. And then it was shown like it was just a random lazy, lazy, that's what, that's what I mean. Like this this film reminds me of something that you would put together in a group project in college and you would want to be like me, a control freak, would totally want to be like, no, let's make this cohesive. But like one person in the group is like, I really want to throw this JFK thing in. <laughs> Someone else is like, I want my cousin to play this one punk girl role. <laughs> like, you know, like... It seems like it's a mishmash of all these yeah. different ideas, and it just had no cohesion, which bothered me. If I was on that project, I'd be cool with the D plus that I'm about to get. That's it, exactly. <laughs> like, like th- that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a group project with too many cooks in the kitchen, where you ultimately are like, whatever. We all tried our best. Like, this is what we came up with. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Too, too many ravens, not enough bulls. Yeah, exactly. Um. So anyway, um, that's weird. And then they flash back to uh, the body cams. So they are unzipping themselves out of these body bags and they start walking around this mansion and they're trying to mingle and blend in with Mm. all these other suits that are like at this rich people party. This is the most interesting part of the movie because this is the only time that you like, even though I've seen the movie before didn't really necessarily know what was going to happen next because it's the first time an actual like wild card thing totally. is thrown at you where there's all these moving parts of like these people are infiltrating this and actually doing this and a taste of like danger like something is sure. going to happen yeah well yeah and then they yeah because they're walking around the party and then they kind of just bounce around they they go grab a drink uh what was it gin and tonics <laughs> yeah and then the guy's like, well, it's a couple of young bucks like you're drinking at the bar. <laughs> yeah. He's and like, they're like Ravens? Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple uh, couple of G&Ts, you know? Like the young buck. Like a young bucks drinking at the bar. And it's then like, fucking um, Jim is acting so goddamn nervous that it's like, dude, just chill out. Like, you're making us look creepy. <laughs> it was just so awk. Not to keep harping on the Alex Jones thing. 
he said, uh, I don't remember if it was in that actual documentary he did or in this other, like this other horrible histor- history channel one that I watched where they tried to Amazing. infiltrate it. And it was, and it was dog shit. Um, <laughs> I want to see that too. But uh, essentially he got caught at one point uh, in, when he was infiltrating the Bohemian Grove and they asked which affiliation he was. And he said he was with the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the hillbillies. Oh I think it was God. called like the hillbillies. Cause it was like the Texas group. Uh, it was all the, the influential people from Texas. So he knew enough about it to like lie about it oh, uh-huh. and it got, and it got him in. They didn't check his like credentials or anything. Oh, cool. Right. And see, I mean, so that's, that's, that's cool. but that's another thing where it's like the more you, the more this movie plays out, there's like it's little things where it's like that's, he literally said that's that. That's fucking so, that's even more lazy. That's the only thing that I thought was like good about this and that was stolen. That's bullshit. Right. But that guy has this kind of funny line where he's like, oh, you guys ravens? I'm a lion if you can't tell by my hairline. Yeah. And they're just like, oh my God. Uh, and then they like really shittily lie. Like you're like, can you guys just take one improv class? Like this is so awkward. I mean, I think that it's obviously that they're supposed to be. It's not saying anything about the actual actor's skills, but like, no, yeah, while yeah. you're watching it, it you're just like, oh, come on, like just fake it, drink more. Well, oh my god, <laughs> like- yes, please. Like that, that'd be. I don't even. I don't even drink, and that'd be the first thing. Be like, take be a doing. shot, and then like, act normal. I would be sweating profusely, like I was at like, you know, high school dances back in the day. Oh my god, yeah! Which... Like you understand why they're nervous, but it's like you, as a dry alcoholic, I'm absolutely like, oh, I'd take a shot for sure. Right. <laughs> like, oh, for sure, hands down, I would not well, be going into that completely sober you need a buzz to just handle that shit and then i'm trying to remember right around this time they don't they start to wander again or was it before this where they wander and then they find all the like the daggers ceremonial fucking daggers yeah no it was like right then yeah so they walk in and then they have that like john waters type character that's just like hello brother hello brother hello brother uh, or this whole table full of daggers that are all like really pretty and like intricately designed and decorated. But you're also like, obviously people are going to get hurt. Like this is like yeah, not a good let's, sign. Let's just stand around and gawk at all these ceremonial blades. You know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. It's like, no, you guys should have just like hidden cameras places and then gotten the fuck out. Yeah, that's kind of a room you just kind of rubberneck your head into, and you're like, oh, I see those daggers over there. Let's get the fuck Deuces. out of here. <laughs> like- <laughs> and I also love how that guy that comes in, the brother brother guy, he, uh, he like, stands right behind the knives and just stands there. Yeah. And, um, oh, so then <clears throat> also that first guy that came up to them over the gin and tonics, he made a comment where he was like, oh, first hunt? So you kind of learn, like, oh, there's like there's going to be a ceremony that's going to happen. You kind of know. Well, yeah, and well, they they even bring that up, like the when the guy's the explaining, yeah. he's explaining all that. And so, if this guy was really balls deep in conspiracy theories, like he thinks he is, he should have had some sort of foresight to be like, well, I know what's going to happen at this thing. Totally, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fucking kill a bull. He should have been Josh. Like, yeah, I mean, best case scenario, they're gonna kill a bull. Totally. 
That's like best case scenario. Right. Worst case scenario, you're the fucking bull, dude. You're the bull. Yeah, totally. And so, and yeah, and that's the other thing is that like he should have realized immediately when he saw. So, okay, let's go. So the be- <laughs> the bell tolls. The ritual has begun. Um, This part was kind of, it reminded me of um going to camp as a kid. We went to a camp when I was a kid. That there was a ceremony your first year where they would, it was like the last night of camp or something. There was this huge bonfire and they would walk you down wearing um, like a blindfold. And they did like this whole ceremony that was like this induction ceremony into like being part of the the, like camp of people. Mm. Um, and it was like kind of scary as a kid too, because you didn't know what was about to happen, and like they would kind of frame it like it might be kind of scary. It's kind of scary for some people, but it's you'll be fine. Like everyone goes through it, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, and that's what this kind of reminded me of at first. But it, that was like fun. This was like not the same. Yeah, this is a lot <laughs> less fun. <laughs> but it's at first you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool. So these are the new people, and they're like, okay, come forward, brothers. Like. You're the new guys. Um, yeah, the ravens. The ravens, the new guys. And then oh, they're like, hail Mithras. Hail the new lights. So these new people are like the new lights. Hail Satan. <laughs> they don't say that. No, but they should. It would be a lot fucking cooler if they did. It would be way cooler if they did. <laughs> um, but then they also notice that Mark is there. So this guy has totally been toying with them and led them into the group. Yep, you can hear those fingers fubbling for a cigarette inside that box from <laughs> yeah. like a mile away. They're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. They kind of, this is the part that I kind of thought was cool. Like the whole ritual part of like, they're like tying their hands and then they like cut the ties and they're like, mm-hmm. my my name is Mock. My father's name is David. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they all said. Right. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I, I kind of, I wish they would have went into a little more of like, how they determine like is it like based on your name or your dad's name or like who has the coolest names who has the dumbest names because like or i thought it was that they were trying to collect information about the people that they like i know a vetting process maybe or like because it's like you're joining a secret society maybe it's like I know who your whole family is so if you ever told one of our secrets which is like what they say, like, they have with, like, the Freemasons of, like, oh, we know that if we ever tell these secrets, we're going to be skinned alive. And then they're all, well, like, right. or, they um, mean that metaphorically. And you're, like, but do they? <laughs> yeah, like, Scientology and all that shit. They do the same right. thing. Right, exactly. So it's, like, maybe it's, like, a scare tactic of, like, we know your family. I don't know. Well, then, so Jim Jim gets through. Right. And he's, like, oh, my name is Jim. <laughs> In my dad's name's whatever, and I'm thinking like didn't even lie, didn't even mess for James or anything. Yeah, yeah I, I would have lied. Yeah, number one. Yeah, but clearly the other thing is is like they've also to my point, I would have lied because you've clearly just been found out. Like your dude with the unmistakable like long gray hair and crooked fingers and right, yeah, all that he's shit, there. Quote unquote, Mark Tucker just showed right. up. Yeah, he's there. You're you're fucked. You are fucked. Right. Like they know everything about you, dude. They but know I don't all that think shit, which... he actually saw him. I think Aaron saw him. I don't think Ian did. 
how did they get so separated? Jim, why do I? I don't know their fucking names. They just have like classic white boy names, and I'm yeah. getting them all. <laughs> I call them Ian. It's uh, Darren, Darren, and Jake. Actually, <laughs> Kyle and uh, Jim. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Fucking Jim. I don't yeah, think white- he actually saw Mark Tucker. No, I don't think he did either. And that's another like it's it, it's not plausible to me because weren't they like sitting right next to each other? Like what happened? Now, I don't have the frames in my face, so I can't like exactly see what happened. But like, it doesn't make sense that like two friends who are into this like crazy conspiracy thing are actually in the thick of it. And one of them just like has a lapse of judgment so much because they see a guy or something that the other one gets so far ahead of the other one. Yeah, I don't know exact. Oh, well, but he pushed him into it. Remember, he's like, go, go, dude. They should have both went, though, because they were both new guys, because, like, neither one of them had a mask. So, like, what the fuck's the other one supposed to do? He just went to the back of the line. He went to the back of the line so that by the time they get to him, so then they get to homeboy Aaron, and he's like, my dad was Dave or whatever, and I'm Aaron. (laughs) And then they they fucking give him the bull horns, because now he's the bull. Because well, he, he, he was act- causing a disturbance. Yeah, he, he acted a fool. Too. He acted right. a fool. And then they moved him to the back of the line. And I guess the back of the line. But I fucking think horns. I think he was probably already chosen to be the bull ahead of time. I could see that. Yeah, because they obviously had information on all these totally white boys, these white boys. It was shortly after that that we realized that they they also have um, Jim Jim's wife and kid there. Because he tries yeah. to call his wife, and his wife's, like, in the other room. Right, and that was, like, super cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Hearing, but the, you're, hearing the phone I mean, ring. Right, and but but at the same time, it's, like, um, I mean, it, 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 it's effective in the sense that you're, like, oh, wow, he is really fucked. And now he's finding that out. Like, he's just yeah. now oh, yeah. learning that. Yeah, it's hard to feel sorry for a guy, though, that has no personality or like any of that shit and clearly doesn't care about doesn't care about his family enough to like let you know he lets this <laughs> this totally cra- like not crazy but totally go in there uh friend of his come stay with him and like get his family involved in all that shit and then they they drive that the suv guy earlier they they like followed him and waited outside of his house waiting for Aaron right. to come outside so it's like you shouldn't have gone pal no. and now that you're here you know whatever like your friend's probably dead because now he's the bull and right. you got all all you got out of it is now you're in this shitty documentary that this non-governmental association put together to make themselves not look so bad so that they can go out into the woods and touch each other's wieners without <laughs> feeling guilty about it. So, okay, so basically <laughs> this is when we see that okay, Aaron got the bull mask um and this is where it starts to seem like it's going to get good. Like they start chasing after Aaron. He's like hiding in the woods. Um, and he and Jim had previously established like a hide, like a, a meetup point was in this like little abandoned house in the woods. Um, so after Aaron has hid from these crazed cult members that are trying to kill him, he goes into the meeting place where Jim is sitting and Jim just turns and looks at Aaron and says, Aaron. And right after that, he just gets pounced on and attacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, when he looks in the window, though, this was another thing that kind of drove me a little crazy. Okay. He looks He looks in at the one angle and he sees his buddy there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. 
he's there just like we already established. And if he's there, then that means we need to get out of here. Yeah. So he looks in this window and he doesn't see the fucking line of people lining up along the other wall. That's like totally waiting for because like immediately as soon as he gets to the other side of this like barn type uh, area, like it's like obvious as fuck. There's people fucking standing there. Yeah, there's like 15 people there. It's not and it's not like it was like even like super dark. Like you could see into the room. I think there might have even been a light on like you could see there's people there. The guy there. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It was dumb. It was comical. Um, But this is where I thought it should have just ended. I think they should have, like, killed him, and then the camera should have gotten all fucked up, and it should have just been over. Right. Um, But then... A little less is more kind of a thing. Totally. And they could have cut out... This movie could have been an hour long in a great film. (laughs) Yeah. But they... um, So then instead, they go back to the interview style like documentary situation jim is still there his wife and kid are acting like they're like scared like they can't say anything and they're basically framing it as um the people from the tarsus club are being interviewed and they're like yeah we do this to mess with people that think they're infiltrating our group this is just a (laughs) funny little thing we do um, and then Jim is like, Aaron disappeared. I guess he went wherever Terrence went, but uh, hopefully he's fine. <laughs> Super anticlimactic. Very anticlimactic. It's almost like a boring ending. Part of me kind of wishes what they would have done, actually, is leave you with the impression that Aaron died. Yeah. But then they actually, like, let's say they keep him alive a little longer than we know. Like, let's say he's dead, right? Yeah. But let's say they recorded him alive, quote unquote, saying that, oh, yeah, no, this was just all bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And then they kept that in the film. But even though he's clearly dead, and they, but they can use it to, like, fit their narrative. That, oh, haha, see, this is what happens when you get too close. But really, he was fucking, they killed him, like, five seconds after they shot the thing. Because it goes, it something anything to keep it in line with like that it is something that actually happened because totally. it's just if, if they would have done something where like if, if they wanted to do this thing where like yeah they're interviewing these people from the tarsus club and they're like yeah we're this is just we're fine we're above board like don't worry about it if they would have had something that made it very clear like really fucked up like that they were keeping Aaron prisoner or something and like he was clearly hurt but he was just like this documentary is being released to show that you know uh, there's nothing going on like and if it was something like that that would be intriguing that would like draw me back in well something that shows you both sides of like the gritty real thing that happened and then the fake portrayal of the truth on the other side and it it rides the line of like being like the the actual like grisly shit that happened yeah. versus this like cartoony like oh everything's fine this is just a big joke <laughs> yeah like, <kind> of <laughs> yeah thing. it yeah it's and again it, it it's another it's another thing that's like oh this had potential like you could have done something with yeah. this and like I I kind of wish they would have gone like extremely fucked up with it and. If they were going to just kind of be like, oh, shit, this is, like, a real thing, like, shown, like, really graphic gore and, like, made it just as 
terrible as possible. And then, like I was saying before, just had the film kind of get, you know, fucked up and then end. I think that would have been great. Yeah, I agree. Especially, uh, like, if you would have had Aaron die, like, on camera. Yeah. Like like I was saying, with the... the, with the bull thing and it's very yeah. graphic and and it's like leaves you feeling ill about the situation. But like the way they do everything, it's just like, you don't care about any of these people. The exactly. only person you care like, about is the old crazy guy in the beginning because he's likable for five, the five minutes he's in it. Yeah, exactly. And like that, I mean, <laughs> well, until he starts getting into some of the <laughs> really out there shit, but like, yeah, he's mostly likable. Yeah. Like, but now that I, like, the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, I just wish they would have done it like the Blair Witch Project. Like, that's, like, exactly, that's exactly what their, that movie is. Is like, a bunch of kids are making a documentary, and then suddenly it's, like, real, and then it's, like, really fucked up, and then it's over. Right. If they would have done this, they would have done this in the same style as the Blair Witch Project, but with a different flavor, because it's, like, about this um secret society instead of a witch in the woods even though it would have been the same kind of like um formula i guess i think Mm. it would have been way more effective for this sure well and like with blair witch specifically too is i don't know that like anything trying to be like blair witch will ever accomplish what blair witch did no because their like level of uh their level of how far they were willing to go to make this appear like it was a real thing. Now we didn't have, you know, high speed internet or anything right, back then. Yeah. But I remember I was around like fifth grade when that came out, maybe sixth grade around there. And like, I remember everyone at school thought it was real. Yeah. I, like, I think I was like 10. I thought it was real too. I saw it with my, my friend's dad. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was convincing. Yeah, and they, that then, girl, like Heather, was on like talk shows talking about it, like right. Well, and then and they had, um, yeah, because they used like the relatively unknown actors. They had uh, a lot of the parts in the movie. I heard they actually like camped out at those areas, and like they did like not have a map at one point, and like these different like stressful situations, or like when they were sleeping off camera. Uh, that the film crew would actually like fuck with them to like as they're getting up like ready to shoot the next day like they were kind of going through it kind of so to speak to okay. get those performances on kind of like camera. the exorcist like right getting the real reactions out of the right actors. and then you go back and you watch the movie and you get those reactions from those people like they really don't seem to like each other all that much even though it's obviously a movie but like they they're so much more believable yeah. than like this movie where it just feels really contrived. It's yeah. like, it's like watching, I brought it up earlier. There was a history channel show. Uh, I forgot what it was called about secret societies. And I watched the one about the Bohemian Grove before we recorded this. And it was the most contrived, like embarrassing dog. Really? Shit. And then they had Alex Jones on there to talk about it some more. And I was like, this even makes it even more dog shit. But um, oh my god! Yeah, hilarious. it was just it was painful in the same vein that that was painful. Yeah, like um, I mean, for me, like I said, that that whole docu series on HBO about QAnon, it was it, it was very similar to this. Like, it was kind of like I mean, that's a mm. real documentary. This is like obviously a fake one. Um, right. But it was it was kind of like yeah so so much about this movie is like, oh, you know what? I would have tweaked this. I would have tweaked that. I would have mm. taken this out. 
Like, there's just, it could have been so much better. Um, I, I thought. I agree. So you said your favorite scene was the second, the second life thing. Or yeah, is that I mean, actually honest, your favorite scene? There is no favorite scene for this movie. <laughs> you have none. There's nothing, nothing about this movie really stands out that much. Yeah. Uh, every opportunity they have for it to stand out, they pull out. <laughs> like yeah dude seriously i agree it's so disappointing in that way i didn't care about any of the characters none of the shots were original like yep. all this all the crap they showed was literally real footage from other things to inflate their like copy and you know control c and control v <laughs> yeah. copy and paste movie. Yeah. so like yeah i mean shots i didn't really have any to be honest with you outside of the fat slender man in the <laughs> fake second life um uh, so my favorite scene was just the whole cult part, like all the whole ritual thing. I thought that part was cool. But um, if that is just like that Alex Jones documentary, I could see why that would be annoying. Well, I'll say this. The the, the Alex Jones one is like funnier. I mean, I am looking forward to that. Because, yeah, that totally sounds like a cringe doc. Oh, yeah. Like an earnest it- cringe doc. That's That is my shit. Uh, if you, if you have the stomach to go look up Alex Jones and fuck up your, your YouTube algorithm with Alex Jones, look up uh, Alex Jones, Bohemian Grove, and you'll, you'll find what I'm talking about. I, um, I know I will. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so that was probably my favorite scene. Uh, I am excited to hear what was your rating for this? This is, uh, 1.5 touch tips out of five. Yeah. I mean. I don't Wait, want to what, go too what, low. What was your your uh, item? Touched tips. Um, yeah. So I I actually gave this two bulls heads out of five. And actually, the more we talked about it, the more I was like, "That's pretty generous." But I I gave <laughs> it two. Um, I thought that it was a a really slow start. I thought that um the payoff was definitely at the end, but then they kind of fuck it up. Um, but there was mostly great acting. There was only some people that were, like, really cringy bad actors. But, you know, I I, I appreciate the effort. I, I appreciate the idea behind it. Um, but I, I think it could have been a lot more effective. No. Yeah, fine film. Nothing super wrong with it. Nothing no. super exciting. It's worth a watch. Worth worth one watch. I would suggest not watching it more than that because it will lose its will lose its luster. All right. So my choice for next week, heading into our weekly poll, which you can vote a vote on if you go to our and please do uh, if you go to our Twitter or our Instagram in the stories at TJ Watch Movies. That's where you can find it. My choice for the next weekly poll is the 2017 film uh, called Mayhem. Are you familiar with this at all? I, you know what? It's such like a common name that like maybe. Okay. I mean, I thought I had never seen this movie. (laughs) Okay. So So that's good. It's starring Stephen Yoon and uh, Samara Weaving. Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead and uh, Samara Weaving from, I believe, Ready or Not. But she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, Oh, is that Glenn from The Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah, I love him. him. Cool. Okay. Uh, so basically, after being fired from his job for some bullshit reasons, Derek discovers that the law firm's building is under quarantine for a mysterious and dangerous virus. 
Chaos erupts throughout the office as the victims of the disease begin acting out their wildest impulses. Joining forces with a former client who has a grudge of her own, Derek savagely fights tooth and nail to get to the executives on the top floor and settle the score once and for all. Okay, that sounds really good. I have never seen that. I haven't either. I know Joe Bob, I think, did it on the last drive-in, and that was one of the ones I missed. And I really like both actors in it, so I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to pick this one. Okay, well, that is a good choice. Mine is very different, um, as always. Um, mine is a German horror movie called uh, Hagazusa, A Heathen's Curse. It's also 2017, actually. Same year. That's kind of cool. Um, this movie was recommended to me by a friend of mine, like all of my movies are. Um and the description says, uh, in the 15th century, a young goatherd, I don't know what that word means. Goat herd? Goat herd, maybe? yeah. What's that? Maybe like a goat herder? That's the only thing I can Oh, think. maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that might be it. Um, I'm dumb. I'm like, I don't know what this word is at all. <laughs> anyway, so one of those guys, young person, is living alone in a mountain hut and feels a dark presence in the woods. That's the only description for it. Oh, cool. Very so ominous. It's the, I, I like ominous, and I like just going into things and just having no idea what to expect. So Right. I'm down for that. And I love porn films. So, uh, Me as well. Ooh, it gets 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Oh, excellent. That's big. I will say, though, The Conspiracies was pretty high, too. So Was it really? I was going to say, like, I... I don't want to be so black and white to say that I'm always the opposite with Rotten Tomatoes, but I never mm. trust it. Like, no, there's yeah. movies I love that get like 12 percent. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible. This is a great movie. I, I mean, you can, it's, a, it's a decent guideline. Um, But what I like to know is what people that I know and how they right. do, how they unpackage a movie and, and how they know how I think and how I might vibe with something. Yeah, this I, is. I'd. I'd rather know their opinion than, you know, Joe Schmo. And that's um, that's what this was recommended by um, a friend of mine. He's actually an artist on Instagram. His um, username is Koosp, but it's spelled C-V-S-P-E. But he's a very talented artist. His name is Andre. And he also, we have very similar tastes in horror. So th- this was his recommendation. Hell yeah. So well, well I think we have uh, two pretty solid picks. Pretty solid picks. So Mayhem versus Hagazusa. I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. All right. Well, check out our Instagram, get on our Twitter, and vote in our poll. And if you're a boomer, we're on Facebook, too. <laughs> we have yeah. one. That's right. Yeah, whenever you get a chance, it's at TJ Watch Movies, and we always look forward to it, so... Make sure you let your your voice be heard. It affects our week. (laughs) Hell yeah. Let us know what to watch in our poll. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for listening and have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you later.